grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor in your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So today I'm going to teach you all how to actively create your perfect day. And so many of us on the planet are living unconsciously and our days just kind of flow in an unconscious manner. And so I want to start out with a quote from the Dalai Lama because I think it is very telling about how humanity lives. And it goes like this. The Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, answered, man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. And I believe this is so indicative of most of the people out there because I don't think people really realize how much power they have and how much control they have of the energy and their flow and how life works. And so energy follows intention. Energy follows intention. It follows your focus. It follows your unconscious beliefs and thoughts and patterns. But if you have a clear intention... That's what has the most power and your energy will flow that way. Well, if you don't have an intention, then your energy is just going to flow out there based on a number of things, based on your focus, based on unconscious healing that's happening through you, that um, things that haven't been healed in your life, patterns that you've gotten yourself in, People that you hang around. If you hang around extremely maybe passionate people who are passionate about their lives, you may gather up some of that passion and your energy might flow that way following maybe their beliefs or their thoughts. What you watch on TV. Um, Often it tends to just flow based on getting your physical needs met, right? How many people just get up and go to work most of the day and take a and then come home and take care of the their physical surroundings and they get in a pattern of just waking up and taking care of going to a job to get the money to take care of their physical needs and i would say that's a majority of people and it becomes a completely unconscious lifestyle until something comes in to interrupt that pattern 
And that's where accidents come into play. Accidents are a key way that our soul sends a clear message to our body that this path that you are on right now is not serving you. So I'm going to come in and bring in an accident to disrupt that pattern. And so what a, what a magnificent way, right? If you can find the gift of an accident, but so many times it stops people in their tracks, right? They have to stop what they're doing and they have to look, maybe they've broken a bone, maybe they're laid up in their house, maybe they have to go get a new car, which causes them to be traveling in a new vehicle, um, whatever the case may be, our soul uses that as a way to consciously connect with our physical body to change patterns that we have been moving in. Now we think about this global shift of the COVID that's going on. Think about how that has come in and changed the pattern of everyone. We have stopped going to work, or at least we did for a while in the way that we used to. We're having to learn how to do things online. We're having to get creative. People are having to move their businesses maybe out into the street in front of their houses. A lot of the restaurants are serving curbside. There's so many patterns that have been shifted, you know, including having to wear masks, being from a distance. Every, I think everyone globally has been affected by this and their patterns have been shifted as a result. Now that can be a good thing if you use this opportunity to look inside and say, okay, what can I do now to make my life better? right? What can I do? What kind of vision can I have for my life? And how can I move it in that positive, in a positive direction with the things the way they are? And I'm seeing many, many people getting super creative on how to do this. And so there is a huge plus side to this. If you can um, open your mind to that and move your consciousness in that direction, So there are things that you can do if you're saying, you know what, I am in a pattern. I see that. I want to get out. I want my life to go in a different way because it's going in the same old, same old, same old. And you know, you can can move to another town. Many people do this and they think that their life is going to change. Well, everywhere you go, there you are. You will eventually track the same sort of people, the same sort of circumstances, And you will get yourself in another pattern if you don't actively work on the change inside of you. And so things you can do. Well, what can you do if you you know that you're in a pattern that doesn't serve and you want to change it? Um, One of the things you can do is you can rearrange the furniture in your house. So when you walk inside, everything just feels differently. You can change the direction that your bed is facing. Because it is really kind of trippy to wake up and you're facing different walls. How many of you had the experience where you go on a vacation and when you wake up in the morning you have forgotten where you're at? It's this shift in consciousness is almost like it fools the ego because the ego is the aspect of us that likes control, that likes 
patterns, that likes known things working in a known way. And it's kind of a way to fool the ego. Another thing you can do is to take a different route to work. So if you go to work or take a different route to the grocery store or the bank or wherever you go, drive in a different direction. Get there through a different means. You know, start taking a bike as opposed to a car. Travel somewhere that you have never been before. That's always great at shifting patterns because everything is new and your ego has no context for it at all. Try new things. Doing a cleanse is a great way. Doing a cleanse in itself is saying, I'm ready to self-heal. I'm ready to eat differently. I'm ready to do things differently. I'm cleaning the slate and we're going to start anew. And that is the unconscious message of a cleanse. So oftentimes you can do, if you're wanting to shift patterns, you can move into cleanse and it's a really easy way to start shifting a pattern. Because first of all, there's a lot of times that we go into the kitchen and a lot of times we go to the grocery store and we spend a lot of time feeding our physical body and going through all the processes of buying the food, cooking the food, cleaning the food, preparing the food, you know, doing the dishes. We spend a lot of time in our day doing that. And if we don't have to do that anymore, now we have time to do some different things. And that alone will shift, shift your pattern along with the cleanse. A beautiful uh, process that I discovered when I was having to um, work through some, some PTSD stuff that I had where I had, um, you know, my brain, brain capacity was down very low while it was healing through it. And I did a lot of line dancing. And I loved line dancing. It was a way to get out and socialize way to meet other people, way to be active, but also very good for changing patterns because line dancing in itself is a pattern of routines that are done over and over and over again. But then when you turn directions and you're facing another wall, it's literally like you can forget the entire dance. They call it wall amnesia. <laughs> In line dancing, because it's a thing where like, oh my gosh, now I'm facing this way. I forgot how to do the dance. And then you turn to another wall and it happens over and over again. And I discovered that this was a way that I, that my brain healed very quickly. By doing several line dances in an evening, my mind was challenged over and over again to remember the steps in a pattern and then turn another way and do it again. So that is a lovely way to switch up patterns. There's an art called Zen Tango, which is completely about patterns. And that's another way to shift patterns in your life or to help, help the brain go through a healing process. I want to share with you a little example in my life about shifting patterns through accidents. Um, so my intention has always been to expand in consciousness. And this is something that I've had to reaffirm over and over and over again. And I reaffirm it through the actions that I take. 
And so this is something that is always playing in the background of my life, always. And last year, actually right about this time last year, I had already had my money down on a very powerful trip to Bhutan in which there was going to be a lot of activations and shifts in my body. And I didn't know the details of it. We never do. We just set our intentions and trust our soul to guide us in how this is going to happen. And so about August, as I was unconsciously getting myself prepared to accept a new or move into a light body or Merkaba, I'm driving down the street in my red car, (laughs) downtown Boise, Idaho, And someone rear-ends me from behind, right in the middle of the city. Her car completely destroyed. Fluids were leaking from it. I was able to pull over to the side of the road, and I was very calm. I There was a part of me that just really knew that everything was as it should be. And I guess this is something that I've kind of cultivated through for almost everything, And I was very calm about the process. I was able to get out of the car and help her. She was beside herself. She didn't know what to do. She was screaming and crying and what am I going to do about my car? I called the insurance company for her, called my insurance company, called the police, juggled the police while I was on the phone with the insurance companies, was able to give the police officer my registration and driver's license, get out in the middle of it and give the other lady a hug because she was having a really hard time. And we were able to, you know, get all the paperwork exchanged and take care of everything that needed to be taken care of. Um, I brought my car in and my insurance required me to bring it to a certain collision center. So I did that. It didn't look that bad. It looked just fine to me, but it turned out that the cost of fixing the rear end would have been more than the insurance wanted to pay versus the value of the vehicle. So they decided to total the car. And so this meant that I needed to get a new car. So this had me really shaken up. I didn't know, you know, what car. I didn't have extra money stored away to buy a new car. This wasn't in my plan. So I just continued to trust, and I thought, okay, well, I better get used to this. If I'm going to be forced to buy a new car because they're totaling this, I need to start looking. So I'd always had this particular car. It was a Subaru Forester, something that I'd wanted years ago because it was more economical, more gas-friendly than the vehicle that I was previously driving. And I thought, hmm, well, let me see if I can find a Forester in the color I wanted in my area and what this would all entail. So I pulled one up online and I see that this Subaru Forester happened to be at the exact place where my car was brought for to the collision center. And lo and behold, this collision center not only was a collision center, but it was also a Subaru dealership. So the car dealership called me up and said, you need to come and get your items out of your old car because it's going to be totaled. And I thought, okay, great. Well, I'll test drive this new car at the same time. So I showed up, collected my old things, 
They brought me over and sure enough, that car that I'd always wanted was there and they brought me for a test drive in it and it felt weird. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but our vehicles are exactly the replication of of our soul in our bodies. So what I'm trying to say is our bodies and our cars on some level are related. Our physical bodies are what carries our soul. So our car is what carries our physical body. So it's how we travel through the world. Our soul travels through the world in our body. Our body travels through the world in our car. So they're directly correlated. And so it feels strange when you're in a new car that's completely different. All the shifts, gears, everything are in a different place. And I didn't really like it. It felt odd. And I kept thinking, you know, my old car was more comfortable. You know, think about that on the level of consciousness, right? How many of us get in patterns and like, well, they just feel comfortable. You know, even though they've been painful, even though they don't serve, even though we don't want to change them, they still feel comfortable. And that is exactly how this car felt, or my old car felt, comfortable. And I was kind of, you know, it's funny because the, the young guy that was driving me around drove me in this car for a ridiculously long amount of time, like a half an hour. He went to get gas in it and do other things, do errands. And, and I kept telling him about how great my old car was. I'm like, my old car was this color. My old car was bigger. My old car had that. And I told him all the details. And he said, well, Jerry, I think we have your old car or one just like it on our lot. Do you want to go see it? So he drived over next to it. And sure enough, it was the same color as mine, a couple years newer, same interior. And he goes, you know, if you want to jump back into the old again, you can. And of course, right away, I see that as, oh, I see what's going on here. I have the option to step back into the old again, or I can take the new and and choose to shift patterns. So I'm kind of smiling about it, but I thought I need to just hop in this car just to see how it feels. And so I hopped in the old car, which is identical to my old one. And I sat in it and I'm like, yep, it's comfortable. Yep, it's the same. And I choose expansion so I can absolutely not take this car. I hopped out and smiled and I'm like, nope, I cannot take the old anymore. I need to step into the new and through a miraculous events that happened by me getting more than I should have for the car based on certain circumstances and whatnot, I ended up with a vehicle that was like five years newer than mine. My old one had 125,000 miles on it. The new one only had 22,000 miles on it. And it ended up costing me only $6,000. Well, actually, it ended up costing me only $500 because I was given the $6,000 as a gift. So in the end, I said yes to me, yes to consciousness and shifting patterns. An accident came. I didn't get excited. I didn't get upset. I knew that there was something higher going on in the outside And I just walked through it, and I ended up with a new vehicle for $500. And the fun thing about this vehicle, it's a white crystalline pearl color. And 
it really reflected. I, about eight months later, I went through a full transition of the body into the Merkaba, so accepting the new light body. And this was like a precursor to that, but it was a pattern in me that had to have happened so that I could more easily accept this transition. So it was a total gift through, through my soul coming in and saying, okay, we need to, to throw something in your path so you can easily more accept change. Another example of this is my computer, is I was getting ready to go through another ego shift where I was ready to release more ego. And if you think about it, our ego or our brain is our operating system, right? And how about our computers? People call the computers of the brain, right? It's the operating system. So just as I was getting ready to do this shift and I didn't know that that's what was happening, completely blew up my computer. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get it fixed. And so I was forced to use an old laptop that I had that felt awkward. There was a completely different operating system. The mouse is different. The layout of the fingers are different. It felt uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I kicked and screamed. I complained about it. And then I went, aha, this is what's going on. My brain needs to have a new operating system to get used to operating in a new way. And so that is another example of how we bring things to us to stop the patterns of the brain and the subconsciousness so that we can expand. Okay, so now we've discussed that energy flows following our intention. And if we don't have a clear intention, we will create based on default, based on patterns, habits, what's in our unconsciousness. And so let's work on how we get out of that. So we can shift the patterns through several means, and we've discussed that. Now let's work on cultivating that vision. So many people do not have a vision and really have a hard time cultivating vision. This is something I work with people on all the time. Um, A little bit of history about our body. Our sacral area, which is right below, a couple inches below the belly button, is where we carry any painful past self-pictures. Oftentimes, relationships tend to be stored there, meaning unhealed aspects of relationships, trauma, a lot of those kind of things, things that happened when you were maybe young that didn't get healed, um, things that happened during school, family, all of those things get stored in the sacral. Now, the sacral is directly linked to our vision. So if we have a lot of stored past hurts in the sacral, much of our vision will be based on those past pains. And so we tend to recreate over and over until we heal that stuff. So if you are really have a lot of energy collected there, congested there, it will be hard to cultivate a vision of your future. And it might be something that you'll have to work at. 
Um, this area is also our creative center. So art is a really good way to move that energy. So I mentioned the Zen Tango, great way to move that energy. Um, you know, yoga, and like I said, the line dancing, great way to move that energy. As that energy frees up in that area, you will have more creative energy and you will have a clearer vision. Okay, so let's say you're moving through your healing and you still don't have a very clear vision of what you want and you don't even know how to begin to cultivate that vision. You may have to rely on other people's vision or other people's ideas, meaning watch a TV show, watch some fantasy shows that get you excited. Um, how about the dream house shows or the, um, you know, the magnificent tiny houses, a any kind of, you know, there's some great creative cooking shows, any of those kind of shows where creative people are really cultivating some creations, you know, mind blowing creations. I've seen some with plants and flowers where they're building statues with them. Watch some of these shows and you will literally get some of that creative energy and it will actually help spark your vision and your creative energy. Um, you know, sign up in groups, do some, you know, in our town we've got paint and sips. You can just start painting um, with friends. Um, find some Facebook groups maybe that are creating visions that are creating or artistic, but find a path if you can that will help inspire that vision so that you can have something to go on to inspire you to create your vision. A great technique is to pretend that you have a magic wand. And you can even go get a, a stick outside. You can find something that you have in your house. It would be beautiful if you could make your own magic wand because everything's based on energy. So if you take the time to carve something, make something, paint it, wrap it, sprinkle it, sparkle it, write something on it, the more you do to this, the more energy you're adding into it, the more purpose-driven you are, the more your intention is sealed with actions and taking steps forward. Um, that would be a beautiful addition to it. And then once you get that magic wand, you need to drop all belief systems. You need to drop all the habits of how everything has been in the past. And you need to just let go and believe that it's possible. And trust me, anything is possible if you can get out of your own way. Truly. And then just pretend you're a young child again. They don't think about whether it's possible or not. They're playing with their magic wands. And, and to them, it works in playland. So you're going to need to enter your own playland and practice using that magic wand. Practice drawing out exactly how you want things to be how you want to see them, how you want to feel them. And this is a great practice to cultivate your vision and to play and to let go of that mind that wants to control by doing something completely out of the ordinary. I'm going to share with you 
an example that I had of this not, not too long ago, like less than a month ago. I was going for a walk on a trail along the river, kind of by a wooded area by my house. And I stumbled across this cottonwood tree that had fallen over. And it left kind of a circular, what looks like a hoop, stuck to the tree out of just bark that it made. I mean, it looked like something that you would throw your football through. And I thought, interesting, it really caught my attention. And I walked over to it, and I kind of stuck my arm through the hole, and I went, hmm, portal to another dimension, fairy house, wonder what this could be. And I spent just a few minutes looking at it, playing with it, imagining it, kind of using my vision around it. And then I just kind of walked away and let it go. About maybe five, six days later, I'm on Facebook and a friend of mine, she wasn't a a close friend, but she's someone I'd interviewed before in a podcast and I'd seen her one other time. And I'm connected with her on Facebook And she happened to be walking along the same trail, the same spot. Now, mind you, there's 30 miles of this trail. And she took a picture of the same, the same cottonwood that had fallen down with a picture of this circular shape that I've been looking at. And she posts on Facebook, what do you think, guys? Portal to another dimension? Fairy house? And she just left it at that. I thought, interesting. She literally verbalized word for word what I had thought and imagined. And now she brought it into form even more. She took a photo and posted it on Facebook with words. So then it's about a week after that. I'm having all these kind of magical things happen. And I'm going for a walk again. I thought I just had this knowing that I needed to go check on the fairy house. And I thought... You know, I bet, I bet there's more there. So then I go for a walk and I pull up to it and I can see that there's a little fence kind of built onto this little circular bark. And I go peek inside and someone has placed a little wooden table, a little wooden chairs, little plates with gold and silverware, little burritos, pictures on the wall. It was fabulous. And every time I would walk by it, there's been more and more added. Finally, there was a little note left on the wall, and they'd named the fairies. And it turned into this, like, miraculous thing. Well, then a week later, I went for a walk again, and I thought, okay, this time I need to go check it one more time. And it's not something that I walked by every time. It was just occasionally when I felt the need to go look, because it was a bit further along the trail than I usually like to walk. And this last time I knew I really needed to go, I thought, hmm, maybe I'll find the creator of this little house. Well, sure enough, as right when I got near to the house, I saw a mom with a young girl carrying a little purple bag. And I stopped them and I looked at the young girl and I said, are you the creator of the fairy house? She said, yes, I am. I was just stopping by filling it up. How did you know? And I kind of told her about my experience that I had with it from the beginning to the end. And it turns out that she even created a little Instagram on the fairy house and it was keeping people up to date on little things she was doing with it. So anyways, sharing that so you can feel, see and know the power of intention and using your creative energy and your vision 
and how the process slowly comes into form, but it all starts with your intention, freeing up the energy from the sacral and the vision, and you know, working on creating your perfect day or whatever you want to create. I have one more example that was happening about the same time. I had written an article. Well, actually, it was the same path that I was walking on. It's really inspiring to me, and that's why I walk there. Um, I'm really inspired by nature and the natural flow of the river. And there was this spot that's kind of like a little dam. And I sat there, and I got all this information for an article. And the article was titled, Consciousness, the Paintbrush of Creation. And I went back, and I wrote this article, and it was um, published in a couple of newspapers. Spent quite a bit of time on it. About a week later, somebody that I was connected to posted something similar on Facebook with a photograph of a painter painting the painting, and the person that was being painted was coming out of the photograph painting the painter, which is literally word for word what my article was about, but in a picture form. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. If I could have picked a picture to go with my article, this would have been it. And so I commented to the person who had posted it and said, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So then a week later, I go and sit down at the same spot where the article came to. And I was just sitting there, um, you know, meditating, appreciating the day. And I hear a voice behind me saying, can I come and sit next to you? I said, of course. And so this man sits down next to me and he proceeds to take out a canvas and a bunch of paints and he begins to paint the scenery right in front of me. (laughs) And so I shared with him, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just wrote an article called The Consciousness, The Paintbrush of Creation and now you here you are painting it. And he was very intrigued about my article and, and excited about it and I Um, was delighted at how the creation energy is so spectacular. And he proceeded to paint the whole entire scenery of the flowing water and the dam. And it was most spectacular. I'm going to take you through a practice now that's going to help you cultivate the perfect day. And it's something that you're going to want to do more than once. You're going to have to do it a few times. And it's a practice that I take my clients through. And so you're going to get yourself a pen and paper. And ideally, fun pens, colors, because remember, it's all about your energy. So you want to have fun with it. And you're going to just sit down and you're going to write your perfect day. Whatever that is. Spend some time with it. And get really detailed. So how do you want to wake up? What's the view you want to see out your window when you wake up? What does the bed feel like? What do the sheets feel like? Is there someone in the bed with you? Or are you alone? What's the size of the room? What are the colors of the walls? How do you feel? What do you do? Do you have a spiritual practice? Do you exercise? What do you do after? How do you nourish yourself? 
Are you growing your nourishment? Or are you getting it elsewhere? Where are you getting it? Maybe you're not even making it. Maybe you're, maybe someone else. Do you have a cook, chef? Maybe you're snapping your fingers and it's just appearing. How great is your imagination? Move through your entire day like that. What are you doing? What are you seeing? How are you feeling? I find that if I put some soft music on, just some background music, no words, for sure no words, and that will help get me in the mood to inspire me. Sometimes leaving where I do my day-to-day work and write about my perfect day in another scenery, on a bench, in a park or something, sometimes that helps to inspire me. You might need to bring around tools and items and things that inspire you. And sometimes it even helps to just wait till you're in that really good mood and then use that as the opportunity to start writing about it. But write in detail your perfect day. And that will help with the sacral energy and that will help open the vision. That'll also assist getting the energy in motion going in that direction. And you are also setting your intention while you're doing it. And then you will want to start incorporating any of the things you can into that perfect day. I mean, can you go out and buy those sheets at the very least? Maybe you want to draw a picture of of pieces of it and hang it on your wall in your room. You know, do you have a partner with you? Maybe you want to pretend you have that partner with you. I mean, anything you can do to start putting any of the small pieces of it into action sends your soul a message that you're committed, you're taking action, and you're physically helping to assist the energy to move in that way. But first you have to be able to to even have a vision for yourself. And that's often hard for many people, so you may have to go get inspiration elsewhere. And then once you get that inspiration, when you're in the zone or the moment, start writing about it, and then start taking whatever small action steps you can take to bring it into form. And you're going to want to do this over and over again as many times as you can. A morning routine will do you wonders, especially during this time now. Well, many are still, well, I'll just say COVIDing. And it's easy to sit home and just get into the nothing place and continue to do nothing. So this is a lovely way, like how do you want your perfect day? Write out your morning and then start cultivating that into your day right now or whenever you can and create a morning routine for yourself because really you're repatterning yourself into a whole new direction, which was why we erased the patterns at the very beginning of this. And then eventually your energy will begin to shift and you will start to see reflections of this in the outer world. 
And this will get you excited because you will remember that you are a creator. You will remember that you have the power you do for making positive change. And you will feel successful. And that's really important. Because if you spent a large majority of your life in an old pattern where things didn't work out or you didn't feel like you deserve or you weren't good enough or you're just living unconsciously, now you are doing something new and you're finding success in it. And that success is a motivator. Success is a sign that yes, you can do this. You can make positive change. And this feeling of success will also be an excitement that will add fuel to your creation. So it's all about the energy, all about the energy. I want to offer you a practice that's going to help with your creating your perfect day, your visualization, and also calling forth that energy to you that you want to put in motion. And so this practice is called the breath of light. If you do it five times a day, it will change your life. So it's one of those things that you could add right now to your routine of a positive change pattern. And add this in maybe once in the morning, once midday or so, or mid-morning, once noon, once in the afternoon, once at night. Even if you can get it in three or four times a day, that is awesome. And so how we're going to do this practice is you're going to call up your left palm and you're just going to kind of look into your left palm and you're going to gaze into it and you're going to call forth your soul. So calling forth the energy of my soul. And you should feel the energy of your soul kind of resting in the palm of your left hand. And now you're going to turn to your right hand and bring that up in front of your face. And you're going to call forth the reflection. So now you're calling forth the reflection of your soul, which is everything. Because everything in the outer world is your reflection. So we have our soul in our left hand the reflection in the right and if you want you can just feel the difference notice the difference and you're gonna hold your palms shoulder width apart facing each other so your your palms are facing palm to palm and now you're going to see a golden light spinning right in the center of your two palms. Just see, feel, and know that there is a golden light right there. Golden sphere, golden ball, spinning, spinning, spinning. Now you're gonna see that golden sphere ball kind of break into an infinity pattern. So an infinity would be an eight on its side And just feel it spinning between your two hands. You're looking into the center and you might feel the ends of the infinity spinning around, brushing against each of your palms. And now I want you from your heart to breathe love into the center of the palms of your hands. 
So just breathe love. And as you do that, you're going to see that infinity symbol getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Keep breathing love into the center. So now finally, you are just holding on to the very center of that infinity symbol. And the ends of it are going out into the ends of the universe, the ends of the world, and spinning way out, way out. And from this space, you're going to call forth three gifts. And we're going to do one at a time. So think in your consciousness one gift that you would like to give yourself right now. And so it can be any gift, an energy, peace, love, joy, enlightenment, sacred union, unity, whatever that may be, because whatever it is that you're calling forth to you, that is going to be circling in your energy field for as long as until you do this the next time. So think about what that gift might be. And you're going to call it in right now. And you're going to bring your lips to the center in between the palms of your hands. And you're going to sip that up. You're going to sip it up and you're going to fully breathe it all the way into your body. Breathe it in. And now you're going to call forth a second gift. So what is that second gift that you want to bring to yourself? Okay, you're going to call that in now. Bring your lips to the center and sip it up. And breathe it all the way into your body. And now you're going to call forth a third gift. Three gifts we get to give ourselves every time we do this. So call forth your third gift. Bring your lips in. Sip it up. And breathe it all the way down into your body. Now you're going to take your palms and you're going to face them out or away from you. And you're going to push this energy out into the world. And you're going to fan your fingers. You're going to hold your palms together and just fan your fingers. And from your fingers, are little streams of energy or light that are actually circling around behind you and they're creating a cocoon of energy throughout your body and that is a cocoon through which this energy is constantly circulating and then when you feel complete bring your hands to your heart and take a breath and that is called the breath of light you are literally through intention and action and breath, you are sipping in that which you call forth to yourself and surrounding your energy in it. And I didn't do this at the beginning, but it is best if you come up with your three things that you want to bring towards yourself or you want to call in before you do the practice. So get clear on those first and then do the practice. And so as many times as you do that a day, you will have more of that energy circulating around you. And you can change your, the things that you call towards you. You don't have to use the same three items each time. So that is a beautiful practice. I hope you use it. 
I hope you find that it will change your outer experience. And if you do, please send me a message. I would love that. So expanding on the creating the perfect day is also the opportunity to create the perfect world. And this is something that we all do through creating our perfect days. Our consciousness helps to shift consciousness everywhere and eventually everyone lifts because of it. But another technique to assist with that is to see the highest version of every single person, every single thing, and every single outcome. So for example, I tried to put this into practice when I'm going on my walks, or I tried to put it in practice all the time, but it's really something that you have to constantly remind yourself to do because you are seeing what's not there. You're seeing the highest potential always, no matter what your eyes are visually taking in. And so an example of this is when I was going on my, my magical walk is what I like to call them. I passed this woman who probably was in her late 70s. And in that moment, I saw what she looked like probably in her late 30s or 40s. And I just went, wow. In that mo moment, I knew without a doubt that the only thing that was keeping her from looking like that version that I saw was a belief system. That's it. The belief system that you need to age. And I knew that if she could just drop that belief system, well, sounds easier than, sounds easier than it is, but if she could just drop that belief system, she could look like she was mid-30s or 40s again if she wanted to. And I walked home. I was really blown away by the experience, the energy of me lifting into that space where I was able to see beyond what was being presented. And I went and sat home to process this information and a message that I had hanging on the wall that came through from the divine directors in which they guided us on this process of seeing every single thing in its highest version. And then when you lift and do that, then imagine yourself where you are, what you're doing, what you look like, who you are with, and you lift into the fifth dimension, and then you lift again into the gateway of the seventh, and then even beyond in the ninth. And this is really a key to doing that. And when I sat home, when got home to sit down to process this, that message I had hanging on the wall literally fell off the wall in front of me. So it was calling me to consciously use this practice. And so this is something that I've been practicing with. And I do forget often. It's easy to forget if you are in the middle of, you know, maybe a conversation with people where they're going deep into density or deep into the negative which is easy to come across right now because there's so much going on in the world and so many people who have really dove in deep to it. Um, it's really a trick to remind yourself to just sit there and hold the presence and see them in their highest possible version.
and then take that out and see the buildings in their highest possible version. See the trees, see them alive, see the molecules alive, see the energy they emanate. You know, see the sky crystalline and clear, feel what the air feels like. I've been in circumstances where the air has literally felt like silk. Can you imagine a world where the air feels like silk? And, the, and to do this is not only a great service to yourself because it's the gateway to lifting for sure, but it will also help humanity. You will add that energy out there right now where everyone are seeing, where everyone, many, not everyone, I guess, is seeing things very bleakly. You will be adding the opposite to that and your vision is sure to assist. So as you set out to create that perfect day and that perfect life, remember to set your intention. Set it for the day, set it for the month, set it for the year. Set it for any big activities you're heading into because energy follows intention. Unhook from those old patterns that do not serve you and do some things to repattern yourself. And then go and cultivate some inspiration in any way that you find or that you're called to go to. All you need to do is set the intention for inspiration and your soul will provide you with that inspiration. So follow the lead, follow the lead of your soul. Then get out that pen and paper and write out your perfect day. Then pick up the magic wand and command it into form. And then go and take your action steps, even if they're small ones. Because inch by inch, bit by bit, little by little, you're there. And then, if you want, go and add that breath of light routine five times a day. And I trust that you will be on your way to the perfect day. Namaste. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.